Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP Podcast, episode number 104, Relentless Forward Progress. I'm your host, Mike Ubaldini, and grateful to have you guys with me here today. Forgive the background noise. There might be uh, what sounds like some uh, landscapers doing some work next door, as they always do on Friday. I should have known better, but it's usually earlier where they're working, so uh, please forgive the shrubbery trimmer hedge thing leaf blower action going on next door so i apologize for that but uh wanted to chat today about um the 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 chances that we have to be to be born and this kind of this spawn this this topic today spawned from a book i just picked up and actually read today it's a short book called the butterfly effect by andy andrews and uh, Andy Andrews is probably one of my favorite, top three favorite authors. He just has a, a way to deliver a message. Uh, he is an incredible storyteller, uh, and he has a great talent to uh, provide wisdom and messages to help us learn and grow really through stories, many stories uh, from his personal life and, and many stories that are actually true from history. And I, I it's a quick read. It took me probably about 30, 40 minutes to go through this morning. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to share just something I learned from it and, and kind of give you guys some perspective on the fact that we're here, you know, individually, how, how we're here and, and how amazing and truly incredible it is that, that we are living, that we are part of life, that we are in the moment that we are. So the story, one of the stories in the butterfly effect, Andy Andrews talks about is uh, how I mean you could think about the butterfly. You know, butterfly flaps its wings here in Arizona and could create a, uh, a, a hurricane across the world, and that's kind of some scientific fact in there. Uh, I don't know how really true it might be. I'm kind of I was processing that in my head. I'm like, oh well, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't, I can't see it. I can't grasp that. But he did tell a story about this gentleman, Joshua Chamberlain, back in during the, uh, during the Civil War. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, it, there was a Battle of Gettysburg going on. And I, I don't want to lengthen it out, but basically what had happened is Joshua Chamberlain was a general in the Union Army, and he had about 80 men at this wall in Gettysburg, and he his his mission was to not let the, the Confederates breach the wall. Don't let them pass that wall, uh, because it would be uh, it would be a terrible thing that they needed to protect that wall. So after four or five charges from the Confederate army, uh, Joshua Chamberlain and his 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 soldiers were still up. They were still battling. They were still. Uh, they were still protecting that wall, but it came down to a point where there was 80 men left. They were out of ammunitions, and the uh, Confederate Army kind of uh, got some reinforcements, so they were even bigger. Because there was obviously some people killed during during the onslaught, uh, but Joshua Chamberlain was forced to make a decision. Uh, and what that decision was either to give up or to keep fighting. Uh, so he ended up instructing in uh, his his troops to 
uh, fixed their bayonets, you know, back in the 1800s. They had the, the knives, the swords that went on top of the, or affixed to the gun. And uh, they, they charged. They charged and charged and charged. And there was a, a group of 400 Confederate troops seeing these 80 maniacs running at them uh, with really nothing to lose because they needed, they, made, they knew they needed to, to protect that wall. And they, the Confederate troops surrendered. And historians say that that was a turning point of society and the way we know it. Because, again, historians said that if the Confederates won that battle, they would have won the war by the end of the summer. Therefore, the United States of America would not exist. It would exist as what they said between 9 and 13 countries within North America. So... That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is you fast forward it. The United States isn't in power, you know, during the World War One, during World War Two. What happens? What happens when Hitler invades? What happens when, you know, the Japanese invade? You know, what what is this world? How is this world that we live in that we know today? How is it? How is it different? So. It was pretty cool to go through that story. And he has some. He has another story about George Washington Carver and how he became to be uh, who he is. So these these stories, the, this this concept of the butterfly effect and the decisions that we make and the choices that we make now and how they can impact things down the road that we might not even realize they're impacting. Think about that for a minute. And when when I was reading this, I thought about me. And how we got here, my wife, and how we got here, my kids, and how we got there. How I found my gift that I wanted to share with the world. How I was able to make my daughters my mission in in creating a life where they're going to be fulfilled and joy, and they're going to be able to pass that on. It kind of it goes back to you know Robin and I meeting, and that goes back to her parents, and my parents, and their history, and then. You know, their their parents, my grandparents meeting and great grandparents. And then it comes to, you know, them them coming uh over over from Europe, you know, and the fact that the families met and, and through generations and generations and generations, you know, we we are alive. Let's not even talk about the fact that I think there's it's a four billion and one chance that we are created, meaning, <laughs> not to gross you guys out, but we're conceived as, as human beings, you know, with, you know, reproduction and, and sperm fertilizing the eggs and all that stuff. I think there's a four billion and one chance of that to happen. Let's even back that out. The fact that we're here from decisions that were made hundreds of years in the past from our ancestors, you know, <laughs> That first, that you know, the, talk about my my father asking my mother out, you know, Robin's father asking Robin's mother out, you know that that connection, and then our grandparents and how they met, and our great grandparents and how they met, and it's a trickle down effect. It's 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 truly just really really incredible that we are here, and you know I I we go through life so fast each and every day. I just sat back today and thought about this and how awesome and cool, for lack of a better term, that really is. 
and how grateful we need to be the, and pr- the fact that we have a privilege. We, we are here because of so many decisions before us. I mean, circle it back to Chamberlain. If Chamberlain doesn't charge the, the Confederate troops back in, I think it was 1835, are we here? Are we living? And if we are, what is the life that we're living? You know, we do, do we have the freedoms that we have? Can we go to Starbucks and get a $5 coffee? Can I sit here talking to you via Anchor app on my iPhone and publishing out into the World Wide Web? Think about that. Think about how great it is and how awesome it is in the world we live in. And just let that sink in a little bit. Listen, I understand people got challenges. People got uh, tragedy they're dealing with, uh, loss of people, disease, uh, you know, financial struggles, uh, all that stuff. I get that. I get that. But we have a choice to think the way we want to think. Meaning, no matter what it is that you're faced with, whatever challenges and opportunities you're working through, you have the ability to choose how to adapt to them, react to them, and work through them. You could be pissed off and aggravated at your life and what's happening to you and you could blame other people's and have that victim mentality or you could have a victor mentality. And I'm not saying that you need to have rainbows shooting out your ass and, and be smiling all the time, but you can be grateful. You can be appreciative of what it is that you do have, no matter how small it might be. Be grateful for what it is that you have. Be grateful that you're here. Be grateful that you get to wake up in the morning and breathe and and, and move if you can. If you can walk, be grateful for that. If you have clean drinking water, be grateful for that. If you have food on the table, a job, income, savings, a roof over your head, warmth, if it's cold outside. Those are small things that you could write down each and every day. You could think about each and every day. You could say to yourself each and every day that you're thankful for. How great is that? And listen, don't get me wrong. I get frustrated and pissed off about life often. Okay, but there are moments, and I think there's moments each day where I have that level of gratitude and appreciation. After reading this book, I can start incorporating really, really how amazing it is that we are here. How exceptional it is that we get to breathe and live and love and engage and connect with one another because of decisions and choices of so many people that came before us. Wanted to put that out there. Have you guys think a little bit over this weekend coming up. We'll be back to you next week. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Take care.